Well, welcome back to the B&B Show. I'm Andy Blaylock. Word up! I'm Kevin Bleeslaw. Oh, please never do that again. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't ready for that. He was not ready for that. Not ready at all. You said my hair looks like a beehive or something. I did not say that. I said it looks like it goes on a Lego guy. I need to shave. Uh I don't want to look like you. I must ask you a question. (laughs) I'll shave it for later. (laughs) Ah! Uh, it's I'm his 30th anniversary. Wordsmiths. You know uh, what, what? What? Kirby? He's 30. 30? He's, I'm, I'm older than Kirby is? Yeah, so am I. I eat like so Kirby does. Like, always. Basically, no arms, no legs. That's how you exist now, Kevin. Oh. <laughs> I love you, Kevin. I, uh, Those words hurt, don't they? Uh, Segway, and that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> I've been on a Segway before. What? What? I almost crashed Is that the it. thing that... Yeah, the mall cop thing. Oh, yeah. Do they have the golf courses? Have those things? Some of them do. I've never been on one on a golf. You course, haven't? Why would you do that? On, a, on my honeymoon, I went on a Segway, and uh, they really, yeah. So they go real slow, and then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna take the governors off, so you can go fast." And so it was my wife and I on our honeymoon, and with lots of people who were aged. Mm-hmm. That's a good word to use. And so me being one of the younger guys in the tour group there, going on the Segway tour in Bermuda, we just went. I just went crazy. I was going as fast as I could, but this older person decided to slow their roll, <laughs> and I swerved and I ran into my wife, and a piece of my Segway went flying off. So I'm thankful oh, I, I didn't have to pay for it. So speaking of Segways, so jet skis, <laughs> Segways, motorized vehicles, you just don't have a lot of luck with. My nickname at my job in New Jersey, my boss Scott called me Crash. <laughs> Nice. I ran into Launch a pad boulder. Quack. Yeah. <laughs> I ran a, um, a, a a tram through a fence because the brakes had failed, or at least what? I thought they did. <laughs> oh, I did a lot of things. I almost flipped our brand new John Deere cart thing. That, you know, I was I was having a lot of fun fishtailing it, but it almost and didn't go yet well. You maintained your job. They kept you around. I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> that's why they called you Crash. This is what we signed up for. <laughs> that's right. So on the Segway, there was a limiter. Something to restrict. Yes. Well, speaking of which, we'll talk about... Oh, you like that, don't you? I am delirious, but I'm still... When a plan comes together. (laughs) (laughs) I may not be that awake, but enough. So um, this was something that actually I was talking to one of our young people about. This Mm -hmm. is how all this always comes about. And someone in our live audience mentioned it, too. I was like, I got an idea. Let's talk about this. But it's... I think what we're going to title this, I think, it depends on what Jeff puts at the bottom. I don't know what's going to say down there. Uh-huh. Sh- shave, Andy. I don't know. <laughs> shave your beard. But I think it'll say the power of words. Power. The power. We were discussing this recently, and someone, unfortunately, was on the negative end of receiving a lot of discouragement. And it wasn't constructive criticism. It wasn't, um, it wasn't helpful. It was yeah. just discouraging. And it reminds me of the verse about how we are the church. We're supposed to edify right. one another. What does that mean, to edify? You know, mm-hmm. it means to build up, right? Right. And that is for our words. So we, there's a lot the scripture has to say about um, the tongue. Mm-hmm. But we're going to give... I think we're going to start with you, Brother Kevin, about the positive aspects, the the, mm-hmm. the commands that God says about our, uh, absolutely. our mouth. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> You know that your words are so powerful. People say sticks and stones may break my bones. The dumb saying. But words will always never hurt, hurt me. me. You know what? Yeah. Sticks and stones, they absolutely hurt. Um, yeah. I, you know, words will always hurt you. Things that get shucked at you, but words, a tongue lashing, ouch, brought to you by the backside of a Mountain Dew can. Mm-hmm. Mm. There it goes. Yeah, huh? There you go. 
Um, but words are, are so very powerful in, in that it's the Bible calls it. It's like a, a hammer; it can build, yep, or it can break. And uh, so you've got to be careful about the things that come out of your mouth, the words that say. But here is what the psalmist says in Psalm one forty one verse three: he "says Set a watch." In other words, not a watch, but set a watch, a guard, yeah. a safe keep. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. The psalmist realized very, very fast and very quickly that his words were very, very powerful, and they have the power to build up or they have the power to knock down. Yep. And, and I noticed that from time to time. You know, in youth group and things, we can be yep. harsh. Yes. I remember being extremely yeah. harsh as a teenager. <laughs> Maybe a little. No governor on the mouth. <laughs> yeah. The segue was just flying off the tracks. Yeah, it, it was. It, sometimes it said things that, you know. Words even, are coming out. Oh, no, words are coming out. Even as a, as a preacher, okay, sometimes I, I've just, I started a sentence and I wasn't sure where it was going to end up. I just hope I follow, found it along the way. Got him. Um, nope. But nope. I, I remember this one, <laughs> one time I was nope. preaching in Tennessee. Uh, a friend we know, and I was talking about how the fact I, I I'm a bus kid, you know, yeah. got to say it with that Tennessee bus kid. So I was talking about how the the first church bus that came to pick me up, yeah, was uh, this pasty white and this ugly pastel green. And as I'm preaching along, oh, I mean, I, I'm waxing eloquent. I mean, I'm shucking the corn, breaking the bread, yeah. putting the cheese on the pizza, mowing the dog, kicking the banister, parking the RV. I mean, I'm shaking the bush. And then yeah. all of a sudden I come up to this. I can't believe I did this. And it was in, the bus that picked me up had this ugly green stripe, kind of like the green of this carpet at this church. Oh, dear. And I said oh, that in the middle. You said that? <laughs> kind of like the ugly green of this church? Uh, uh, yeah. And everybody was like... Uh, what? Uh, what did you say? What, what did you say? <laughs> oh, we're gonna get in so much trouble today on the B and B show. But um, yeah. I, I remember saying that, and every time I went back there, yeah, yeah. every time I went back there, the pastor would always remind me, "You're just just kidding around, of course. You you bus kid coming here and making fun of our carpet. One of our old ladies came in here and mortgaged her home so we can afford new carpet. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? I know who that is." <laughs> And I was just reminded that you've got to be careful. And so yeah. now I ask the Lord what I preach. Set a watch, O oh Lord, before yes. my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Or when I know I'm going to have to have a conversation with somebody and it has the potential to get heated, set yeah. a guard, put a governor on my lips. There's another psalm that is very, very applicable and famous. Yeah. Let the words of my mouth... Yes. And the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Amen. other words, would I say this if the Lord Jesus was standing right next to me? And, and of course, he's omnipresent. And he says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So he is here. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you got to think, would I say this if the Lord was standing right there? And so it's another, just a practical promise, let the word, or a practical prayer, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So your words are so powerful. They can edify or they can destroy. And the prayer is set a watch. Lord, help me not to say anything that doesn't need to be said. Help me to say everything that needs to be said. Help me to be an encouraging person. You ever talk to somebody mm-hmm. and you ask them, how are you doing? And you know, sometimes that- you get... Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. <laughs> there, there's, you know, I, in, in the time I've been in, the, in, you know, serving the Lord in the ministry, 
not just here, but other, other places, there are certain people that I was afraid to ask, how, how are you doing to, today? <laughs> well, let me tell you, oh, boy. And, and you know, t- I don't want to downplay if they're going through a hard time. Of course. But sometimes that's all they did was there's yep. some ordeal, yep. or some bad thing, woe was me. And, and you know, it's like opening a trash can. You just, you <laughs> oh, already boy. Say, oh, here we go. Uh, yeah. No, a protein shaker that I've left in my car that has protein. Oh, in it. yeah. It's like, I know this rank. is going to be. <laughs> uh, but just a reminder your, your words, they, they absolutely affect people. So seek yes. to encourage rather than discourage with your words. I've talked a lot. Speaking yeah. of words, I wearied with it. No, that's good stuff, Brother Kevin. Um, it's a good point you made, too, that we're supposed to subjugate our words, mm-hmm. right? But we're supposed to subjugate them because of a person, because of someone. Yes, why? We're so, yeah, why? And it's for someone because mm-hmm. it said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation, meditation of my heart be acceptable. <laughs> right, that's it. Meditation. Meditation. Yeah. I'm trying to talk about that green carpet down We, we talked to Tennessee now. Got, he's they, doing meditation. That's more like Panhandle, Florida, like yeah, this gator under the bed. Them gators. Them gators. But it's interesting. David said, let the words of my mouth and the medit- meditation of my heart be acceptable. Like, that's the end of the verse, right? That's no. all it says. Uh, yeah, no, yeah except it. for it no. doesn't. And yeah, it says, in thy sight, yeah. O Lord. And then he doesn't stop there. My strength and my redeemer. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you do this? Because he gives me the strength to do it, because I was bought with a price, and he is my Lord. Mm-hmm. So we are supposed to guard our mouth because we have a purpose, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes when we speak out... Mm-hmm. It doesn't just reveal our purpose; it also reveals like our priorities. Meaning, yeah. meaning, you know, Jesus Christ said, "By yeah, Jesus Christ says it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out." Right. And your mouth reveals what's already in your heart. Exactly. And if you find yourself saying things aloud that concern you, it's because, buddy, it's already in there, mm-hmm. and you have to guard your mouth at all times because it is the most powerful instrument that you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, how was creation made it wasn't made by you know lego blocks much as we would like that or by god carefully creating an engineering masterpiece which he did but it was made by the power of his words exactly right and he is the word amen and jesus christ is known as in the beginning was the word and the word was with with god God. word was God. god so that old saying sticks and stones break my bones words will never hurt me absolutely not true we know that i'm gonna read something to you about the soberness of this fact um, this is James 3, Joms, and it says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation, for in many things we offend all. Baptist churches. If we offend, if any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man, and also able to bridle the whole body. So in other words, this, what James is saying is if you can control your tongue, right. you can control literally anything else. Why is that? Because behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us. And we turn about the whole body. You put a bit in a horse. If you, you go right, he turns right. You turn left, you go left. Behold also ships, which though they be so great, huge vessels, and are driven of fierce winds and are turned about with a very small helm. Mm-hmm. Whatsoever the governor, there's your governor, <laughs> listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member, and yet boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter, a little fire kindleth. Here's the last verse. And the tongue is a fire and a world of iniquity. Ouch. <laughs> wow. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire 
the course of nature, and it is set on fire of on hell. So I think God is trying to tell those us those words are strong words. Those are very <laughs> strong words. He's not, you know, he's, a, he's not mincing words. That's right. This is like eat, eat the piece of garlic whole. God <laughs> wants to make it abundantly clear mm-hmm. that He cares about how you conduct yourself, not just with your works, but with your words. Mm-hmm. I'll say this too, brother Kevin. This might be more of a subjective opinion. Yeah, but I think a lot of times people will forget how you treat them and their works, but people never forget what you say to them and the words you speak. That's a very Because sometimes people point. may do something that's inconsiderate, mm-hmm. something annoying. People do something annoying. I do stuff annoying. I do annoying things Have I ever day. annoyed you ever? Always. Always. You can do things that can annoy or hurt or frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and it says you're supposed to be doers of the word, not just people, mm-hmm. right? But I think personally that most people are profoundly hurt by the words people speak to them. Yeah. And those are the things that they don't forget, because mm-hmm. you said this to me. Yeah, and you know, I was thinking about that. You can. It's not always what you say, but it's how you, how you say it. You yes, know, yes. So, some people can come across as very vindictive with the words that they, they, they use. You mm-hmm. can tell somebody a, a, a hard truth, but yeah. if you say it in, in a correct way or a way that is... That's the word I'm... What's the word that fails word. me? Yes. You don't want to be... Coarse or harsh, but there you can say things in a different manner. You can select your words carefully, yes, that it doesn't come across in a mean way. Um, especially when you're talking to your friends or you're talking to somebody uh, about any number of things. If you're given a hard truth, it's not always what you say, but it's how you say it. Yeah. Um, so and I'm that, going back to that comes uh, out of your sincerity yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. No, off. do it. I uh, we were just thinking about Psalm 19:14. I've come up with a quick outline Ooh. on the spot Ooh. here. Do okay. it. Do it. I love it. <clears throat> Number one, it's the prayer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. So the psalmist here, I think it's David, he's praying that the words of his mouth and the meditation of his heart, there's a prayer. You can ask God for his help, or mm-hmm. you could say the practice there. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart. Yes. Um, he also says, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Okay, so there's the prayer. But then, secondly, not only the prayer, but it's who you're pleasing. Be acceptable Ooh. in thy sight. Does your speech please God? And then, thirdly, the power. Hey, man. Hi, man. Hey, man. The power. Where do you, how do you get the ability? Well, oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Yeah. If yep. you're constantly pouring things into your mind about the Lord, if you're constantly in contact with him, praying, seeking his face, he's going to enable you. The words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart will be acceptable in his sight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I like it. I, th- I think something that that's fantastic. That'll preach. I will be stealing that. Uh, that will be mine. Just control A, airdrop, and over here. Yep. You deleted everything. Oh, I no. did. I probably <laughs> did. I hit control A. Oh boy, you're using Word. Is this a Mac? Sorry, Jeff. You, you have. That's another subject for another day. Why God's people use Apple. Amen. Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I just realized, Half the audience has clicked off right now. Uh, there's my words. The, the thing, too, Brother Kevin, I think about a, a challenge that I've always asked myself mm-hmm. is why do you do what you do with your words? Why, why do you speak? What is your purpose? Now, we talk small talk all the time, whether or I did this or I saw this movie or I read this book. or That's all recreational conversation. Yeah. But are we intentional with our speech? God's given us a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, I've talked about before, like, hey, my, my daughter can't talk, and I've more than ever realized the importance of how critical it is that we can mm-hmm. speak to each other. 
And communicating with people is a skill all in of itself. I mean, people spend their entire lives as their profession just teaching people, other people how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Or their entire job is to, you know, PR. That's what PR is. And human resources, a lot of it is just communicating things to other people. Right. That seems so simple, but it was so important to God that he sent forth his son, the mm-hmm. word. Yeah, you know? the living word. Wow. The living word. So it matters, Bring it. right? Yeah. But sometimes we're not very intentional in our speech. People, I think, get hurt the most at church when people are simply flippant with their words. Mm-hmm. It, they're not intentionally malicious. Most people aren't. Right. But they're callous. That's what James is talking about here. It's like a ship is this mighty, amazing vessel, mm-hmm. and it's capable of great power and damage. Right. But it's guided by such a little thing. But are your hands on the helm? Right. Are you just letting the winds like... You know, is it just spinning around and oh, you're boy. running over all these little sloops and people running over kids <laughs> and women and make, because you're just careless with your words? Yeah. Um, we have to be intentional in our communication, but also we have to be constant mm. in our communication. Ooh. Yeah, because I think another problem that happens in church and with us as believers is simply we do not communicate. We don't use our, use your words. That's yeah. me. I mean, you know, a lot of times people harbor feelings or they have thoughts, and they have said before that they don't go to pastor because, you know, I don't want to be a bother to them. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I'll just, I'll just keep it within. But God commands, commands, he doesn't ask, he commands us to go to the throne mm-hmm. and bring his petitions to him and to communicate with him. Right. So don't you know that's what he expects from us as his children? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, some of the biggest problems, Chris Hammond and I mentioned this in the Bible Nuggets, a lot of times... Some of the biggest problems that happened between two believers is simply because they didn't communicate. Mm-hmm. There's a miscommunication. Like you said, maybe something was said in the wrong way mm-hmm. or the tone of voice, and mm-hmm. they misunderstood, but people don't communicate. Right. And that's where, that's where he says about it's set on fire in <laughs> hell, because relationships are made or broken by your words. Mm-hmm. And some of the biggest problems is not only are we not intentional, but we, don't, we just don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's not committed. And... We try to improve that as a church here, staff, you know, to yeah, communicate. But we're all struggle, imperfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're all imperfect. But right. I want to encourage you, both young people and whoever listens to this show. Mom! Meh. Hi, Mom! <laughs> is that never be afraid to, to speak, okay? And, and when I say never be afraid, you have to guard what you say. Yeah. But always know that we are supposed to maintain communication with each other, mm-hmm. to both speak words of encouragement right. and uplifting. There's a lot of people who need to hear from you, right? Mm-hmm. Tell them, hey, I'm praying for you. I love you. And we just don't do it. Those we keep words it are so powerful. I am praying for you. And yeah. if it's mixed with actually praying for them, that's pretty power- powerful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's life-altering. Mm-hmm. you know. And, but people just don't do it. Right. Either they keep it to themselves or they only use their words in wasted ways. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, it is a burden of mine. Um, I do think, too, Brother Kevin, that our words are a window to the gospel. And one of the teenagers asked us, like, you know, what's the important, like, like cussing mm-hmm. and swear words? Those are flippant words. I, I don't look at them like, oh, you're cursed because you said this bad word. Mm-hmm. I look at it as you're hindering the gospel. Yeah. Because if, you know, evil communication corrupts good manners, you yeah. know, 1 Corinthians 15. But... You know, that's also talking about false doctrine, but any kind of evil communication can restrict God's witness, the gospel being shed abroad in your heart and through your words. Yeah, I, you know, I remember that story Dr. Sexton used to tell, tell at college, tell yeah. it in college, at college, yeah. words. 
about when he had gotten newly saved or he'd been saved for a little bit and he'd went mini golfing with some of his friends and mm-hmm. one of the people that was with him was a Christian girl and he missed a putt or something like that and he let fly some words. Oh boy, in French? Yeah, and the girl that was there that was a Christian was really upset because I thought you were a Christian and yeah, you know, and he learned and he told that story to us and I was like, you know what, that is that's absolutely true. It can yeah. damage the gospel. It can. Isn't it ironic too that lost people know how a Christian should act, but even more intimately, they know how a Christian should talk. Yeah. And they, they know they don't, mm-hmm. but they know. Because one time at Publix, I had a friend, he was, he was a Christian, but he just, he wasn't a perfect person. He wasn't bad, mind mm-hmm. you. Just, just, he did things that were just like, really? First Corinthians stuff. Like, come on, man. But that actually didn't bother the lost coworkers. It mm-hmm. didn't. Like, they were like, yeah, well, he's impaired. Like, they didn't judge him for that, even right. though he says Christian. But then one day, we were leveling, which means, you know what that is. Yeah. You're pulling two forward. <laughs> Except the cat food. I just punch him. I just punch him in. And we're pulling two forward. And he came up to this person and said, yeah, well, you're not really a real Christian. You blah, 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 blah. And he said, well, why? I know I'm not perfect. And he goes, well, that's not what bothers me. It's not what you do that bothers me. It's how you talk. Wow. And this is a lost person. And, I, that, and right there, I was like, like the jokes, you, the things you say, the things you laugh about, the things you, I'm like, Whoa. That that convicted my heart. Spoke volumes. Yeah. And we don't go around, you know, like the Pharisees, they shall be heard for their much speaking, you know, praying in the streets and being heard of men. But it simply is that we are intentional with our speech. Mm-hmm. Our, our speech is controlled. It's concentrated. It's consecrated. Oh, you know? Boy. Ooh, that's good. I'm going to steal that. Yeah, do, yeah, do it. <laughs> Yook. Yep. Yep. Um, let it be acceptable in thy sight. So when you go to church, be intentional with your speech. Like, I'm going to go encourage that person. I'm going to lift up that person. Mm-hmm. If something happens in your mind, like, should I really say that? Is that going to cause division? Is that going to cause strife? Because how great a matter a little fire kindleth, mm-hmm. you know, with the tongue. Use your words, but use them for the Lord. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. We, we subject everything else. You know, we, we give God our heart. We give God our, our hands, mm-hmm. our mind. You know, you know, we just talked about our thought life, yeah. subjecting our mind, but we also have to subject our words. That's exactly correct. So, as always, yes, get off Facebook and get your face in, in the, the book. book. Oh! Get a new look from, from the, the old book. book. Get, get a new look from the Bible. We're get the new, new look <laughs> from the old book. Get the new look from God's Word. And the audio just broke. And we're done for don't today. Don't use your words to sing if you have voices like ours. And also, if I call you, don't ghost me. <laughs> <laughs> have a good day.